Hey guys, I'm Dave Ramsey, host of The Ramsey Show. But what a lot of people don't know is that my story didn't start in radio. It actually started with my first love, real estate. You see, I grew up in the real estate business. Real estate is how I made my first million dollars. It's how I eventually also went bankrupt. And now, after getting back to God's and Grandma's ways of handling money, real estate is how I continue to build wealth today. I love real estate. And what I love most is using what I've learned to teach people how to buy and sell houses the right way. Because trust me, it's way too easy to do it the wrong way. On The Ramsey Show, I get tons of questions from people struggling with home ownership. In fact, almost half the people who call in have a problem with real estate. So I wanted to do something different for you guys here. We're curating some of the best real estate questions from The Ramsey Show and releasing a limited series called Real Estate. Ramsey way. We want to help you to navigate home ownership in these wild times and what better place to start than with some unforgettable calls from folks on the verge of making home ownership mistakes with lots of zeros on the end of them. Hey, these are some of my favorite moments from the show and I think you're going to love them too. He did a fabulously attended free live stream on real estate. Interest rates had not yet climbed to where they are now. Uh, but the uh, COVID rush, the uh, Fauci pandemic quarantine rush had eased and the real estate market was cooling off because interest rates had ticked up and people were freaking out, acting like the real estate market was going to crash and that prices were going to go down. I'll just wait till prices go down. And we were addressing that. We had this mm -hmm. big podcast. Um, you were, of course, here. You were yes. still in your first few months with us at that point. And uh, it was very successful. We had, uh, I think, a couple of hundred thousand folks watch that view or watch that live stream. I call it a podcast. Watch that live stream. And in it, we went through the details of the real estate situation and explained very carefully how dramatically the supply of housing is below the demand. And that anytime there is a demand for anything that is higher than the supply, if you took economics in the seventh grade, they taught you that that means the prices will go up. Mm -hmm. When demand exceeds supply, prices will go up. The more demand exceeds supply, the more prices will go up. Mm -hmm. As long as that is the perception in the market, then its prices are going to go up. That's what's going to happen. And so we told you house prices are not going to tank. As a matter of fact, they're probably going to go up in 2023 about 7%. Now, at that time, we had two types of house prices floating around. We had the people that had priced their house way high and unrealistically hoping to catch a sucker. Because there were a bunch of suckers out there buying property for anything and everything way above appraisal. Yes. Okay? That is not an actual price. That's a sucker. Yes. That's not a price. And so uh, now, but and then there were people that had priced their homes at or around appraisal. Mm -hmm. We were not talking about sucker prices. We were talking about appraisal prices are not going to come down. We said you can expect to see people calling prices going down. But really what it is, it's the asking price that's going down because people quit uh, fishing for suckers. Mm -hmm. That's okay? right. And they get more realistic. And you're going to expect to see instead of eight minutes 
uh, time on the market, you can expect 80 or 90 days time on the market, which has been typical for the last 50 years in the real estate market. That you mow the grass, you trim the bushes, you paint the kids' weird bedroom, and you m vacuum and you steam clean, mm -hmm. and you clean out the garage and you clean out the closets and you put fresh light bulbs in and you put your house on the market at a good price based on what your good, competent real estate agent tells you to put it on at, and mm -hmm. it will sell in 80 to 90 days mm -hmm. for the last 50 years, with rare exceptions. Keyword competent. Yeah. And then, yeah, keyword competent and keyword that you priced it properly. That's right. Okay. So we told you a year ago that you're not going to see house prices going to go down. We think they're going to go up around 7%. They went up 27% the year before, but that was based on the uh, Fauci uh, pandemic quarantine. So, um, you know, the people came out of their houses after that quarantine, like a Baptist after a casserole, <laughs> buying, stuff, buying stuff left and right. And so they went crazy. And it jammed up supply demand on everything. We called it supply chain, supply yes, chain, supply chain. And all it was was people are buying like nuts, man. Mm -hmm. And so now, now the Wall, Wall Street, Street Journal, Journal reporting today, home prices aren't falling anymore. After declining on a year-over-year -year basis for five consecutive months, which includes the prices with the suckers that I was talking yes. about, the longest run of declines in 11 years, U.S. house prices rose in July the surprisingly quick recovery, which really wasn't Who's a recovery. Surprised? I'm not surprised. Uh, suggests that the residential real estate downturn is turning out to be shorter and shallower than many housing <laughs> economists expected after mortgage rates soared last year. Scarcity is a big reason. Yeah. Supply shortage. Hello. Yeah. High interest rates have prompted homeowners to stay put rather than buy new homes and take on more expensive mortgages, resulting in an unusually low inventory of homes for sale. No, honey, there was already a lower inventory than there was demand. Now it's even worse mm -hmm. because demand has even slowed because of interest rates. Mm -hmm. Prices are generously holding firm, gener generally holding firm outside of a few trouble spots. The national median existing home price rose 1.9% in July. It's almost 2% in one month. Sheesh. If you annualize that, that's 24. I don't think we're going to see that. Yeah. But um, even in a market where demand has been hammered by higher rates, the supply just isn't there, says the chief economist at KPMG. Short of a flood in supply, it's hard to see these prices coming down. Now, how would you get a flood in supply? Well, you'd have to see a building boom. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing quite the opposite. The number of spec homes being built, homes that don't already have a buyer, almost zero. Wow. Completely dried up. Builders quit doing them. And so there's not, it's the opposite of a flood of supply. There's a flood of shortage that's coming. So you're going to continue to see real estate prices climb. Stephanie is with us in Arlington, Virginia. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Hi. Hey, um, so I am a, a first-time caller, but big fan of the show. Um, I am calling to get some advice. I'm a first-time homebuyer, and I went in uh, the deep end for my first buy. Um, I've been renting ever since I graduated college, and I am 28, officially as of June, and I um, ended up going into a large investment 
and I'm just kind of looking to get advice in terms of liquidating my assets and my savings. Um, hoping to do this without any of my parents' help, um, but they are offering. Um, and unfortunately, crypto is not an option, which I had actually spent some time learning and investing in um, and thought that would maybe be an option to sell my crypto. But sounds like Freddie Mac and, and such have not made legislation that allows me to, to use that. But um, I, I ended up selling all my employee stock purchase, pl- um, my employee stock, um, which got me about half of the down payment for my home, um, which is only 10% um, of the um, actual loan. And the other half, I'm looking at um, my 401k. And the first thing I found when I looked up um, in terms of getting a 401k loan, uh, your show popped up in terms of not getting ever getting a 401k loan. Um, I am able to take about 60k in cash or the limit of 50k in a loan. But I was uh, curious to just get your opinion in terms of um, the remaining uh, 50k that I would like to liquidate. Um, what would you suggest? knowing that I have um, the 401k. And I'm happy okay. to answer any I, I, got, I got a little bit lost <laughs> in the process. So you're buying a home. Yeah. You want to buy a home. Yes. You, have you contracted I, uh, for the home? Contracted, uh, did all the home inspection, and now it's just in terms of... Uh, and you have, you have 10% down from the sale of employee stock. Um, yeah, so in terms of the um, the mortgage... So it was, I'll just tell you the numbers. It was um, 760 is what we closed on. Um, and right, you, You've uh, already closed on it? Oh, not closed, sorry. That's not the right word. Okay, but, contracted um, for. So yeah, wait a minute. So, just stop just a second. I don't want to hear all that. The, the bottom line is you have 10% of your down payment you've not closed yet in the bank no. from the sale of employee stock, correct? Not yes 10%. or no? Yes or no? I need, No. I am still working on getting that 10%. I want to get 100K. Okay. So how much do you have from the sale of the employee stock? Employee stock, I have 55K. 55K. All right. And so you could do a Fannie Mae loan with 5% down with that on a 15-year fixed. What is your house? What is your income? Um, my income is about 130 Okay. All right. So you can probably pull this off. Um you have no other savings at all other than 401k, and you said you own some crypto. Yeah, and I put down the uh, 14.5 initial, um, which is the cash that I had, and that was it. So you, you talk, you earn this money check. What was that? Well, you put down 14500 as earnest money on the contract? Yes, okay. yes, yes. All right, yes. and so 55, and you have no other money. You, you have zero emergency fund. Um, I, I do have another, um, TD Ameritrade stock, uh, that I could sell or get, uh, what is that worth? Cash. What's that worth? I could, I could pull out 23. It's 55 total, but it is, I could only access 23 without the double, uh, it's a Roth IRA. So I would get double okay. tax. So yeah, only we don't, no, 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 it's, we don't cash out Roth IRAs. We don't cash out 401ks. No. We don't borrow on 401 ks <laughs> So why is okay. it, why is it you're not cashing out your crypto? Um, it, it sounds like in terms of sourcing, um, and trusting where that cash comes from, banks are not recognizing it in terms of a down payment. 
No, but if you sell your crypto and you You'll have, have cash, cash, sell the crypto. Mm -hmm. What's it worth? Um, I have about 30K in okay. crypto. So, so, so right today. today. Um, I, I believe there was an issue with, with that. It needs to be on the books for about two months. Uh, not no, no you you don't have you have enough down payment to close on the deal now you just don't have enough that you want you can you can do a 95% conventional Fannie Mae loan you have 5% down so you can mm -hmm. do that but you're wanting to put 10% down and we're yeah. trying to help you get there plus you don't you have no money that you can get to except retirement accounts and you're going to get penal you're going to get your butt penalized off Okay. You're too broke. Mm -hmm. to, you're too broke to buy this house. Way too broke to buy this house. <laughs> but you've already contracted for it. You shouldn't have bought it because you've got all your money stuck. It. Okay. You, you got because you don't have any money. You have no money. You're broke. I mean, you, all your mm -hmm. money's tied up in retirement accounts and other things. So anyway, the the deal is that um, uh, 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 yeah, I want you to have an emergency fund in place, a rainy day fund, and I don't want you. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, I, I don't care, but I'm saying what I would advise you to do, because if I were in your shoes and woke up, you need to close on this deal. You put down earnest money. You made a promise. You've made a pledge called a contract to buy this house. And so, yeah, you need to cash out your crypto today to be able to follow through on this and in whatever. And you need to have $20,000 cash in the bank after you close on this house. Do not close on this house and put every dime you have into it, because as soon as you move in, crap's going to fall in. You're going to need a new roof. And You're a new asking air for trouble. You're asking for trouble, being broke and buying a house. And so uh, it's not a blessing to buy a house when you're broke. You just got the 28-year-old fever. I got to have a house Especially a three-quarter of a million-dollar house. And you do make 130 grand, which feels like a lot, but you bought a three-quarter of a million-dollar house with no money. Yeah. So broke. You, you, your 401k and your Roth IRA does not count because you cannot get to that without penalties and taxes. You start cashing this stuff out, you're going to get hit with a 10% penalty plus your tax rate. So you're going to get hit with 40%. Dave, I want to borrow money at 40% interest to buy this house. I would say, no, don't do that. That doesn't sound wise. And that is exactly what you I'm sure saying. You sure wouldn't take out a mortgage for 40%, yeah. right? Interest. Jeez. Nuts. Uh, and, but I'm keeping my freaking crypto. And I know it's cool to, yeah, to sit at some cool hipster bar and be like, oh, I got crypto. You're broke. Sell it. Typical crypto investor. Put $30,000 cash under your pillow for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need, you need to put 20000 bucks in the bank and put the other 10000 in the crypto with the fifty five and put a $65,000 down payment on this house and close on it. Yeah. For God's sakes, put it on a fifteen-year fixed, and then get a six-month emergency and fund. And then work yes, on your twenty thousand and start building up your emergency fund there. So, yeah. Whew. I don't even. It's well, tough, man. It's um, it's just it's what we talked about in another segment. It's just you get this picture in your head, and you start getting this fever, and all of a sudden, I'm going to do this and move that and sell that and hold on to this and. All these competing pictures when you collide. When you force a deal, yeah. you always do a bad deal. Man. And you're forcing this one, for sure. There's a big difference between wanting to buy or sell a home and actually being in a good financial place to do it. That's why our team put together a free seven-question assessment to help you figure out where you are. Click the link in the show notes to get started for free or go to RamseySolutions.com 
slash ready. JC is with us in Fort Worth. Hey, JC, what's up? Well, I'm calling today because I'm feeling very overwhelmed about our house and really not sure what to do about it. Um, The short story is that since August, we've had some major home repairs totaling about um, $40,000 that are going to send us back into consumer debt because we don't have that kind of cash in the bank. So I guess my question is, at what point do we cut our losses and um, say goodbye to this house? Okay. What kind of home repairs pop up so suddenly and unexpectedly? Right. So um, we had to get our HVAC replaced in August. Um, When we bought the house, it was only two years old, which we thought, you know, was a dream. What did you pay Uh, for that? So the HVAC was about 15. We got the lowest sear that we could so you paid for that. Yeah. That's done. Um, no, we had to finance that. So you had no money when you moved in the house? Well, so we moved into the house in 2019. Um, and you had no money when your, we, when your HVAC went out? So we have, we have about 13000 in the bank. And so... We could pay for most of it, yes. But you didn't? No, we did not. Okay, so what is it you want me to... So you're trying to decide whether to keep the house. What was the other thing that went wrong? Yeah, so the foundation, um, basically with the drought that we had in Texas this summer, the house was falling apart at the seams, major cracks. Um, So we... We actually had gotten a quote for the foundation a couple years ago, and it was only 4000 at the time. And then we ended up waiting on it, and it ended up being a lot more. So that was ninety five, And then to what, what, validate... What, what was ninety you You've already done it? Yeah. So you've already yeah. financed that, too? Yes. Oh, I thought you told me you were going had to do these repairs, and then you were going to be in debt. So you've already made all these decisions. Well, there's one more decision that we have to make. Okay. Um, and so to validate the warranty for the, the lifetime the, um, the lifetime warranty on the foundation, we need to pass a plumbing test. And we failed that. And the minimum repairs for that are 13000 but they're not entirely sure that that's going to fix it. They... The same really people right. that did the foundation did the plumbing repair? No, no. It was a different company. Are they friends? Yes, they are. And BS. I've been working on BS. getting... Um, yes, they can trench up your entire yard for less than that. That's absolute BS. Okay. I, I'd call another company to come out and certify I'm it. calling BS. I'm calling a lawyer. You're going to certify this dadgum foundation that you put in for $10,000 today. Period. This idea that I have to get plumbing done from your friend before I get your warranty on work you did, BS. Mm-hmm. I'm about okay. to bust somebody in the chops. Okay. I don't think you're going to do it, are you? Because <laughs> well, you're convinced I, I'm, that you're convinced I'm, the whole damn thing's falling down. Yeah, I am. Yeah. You're right. And so you, and you're I think gonna, you want to sell it because you 
don't like you're mad at the house. Very true. Yes. Yeah. So what's this piece of garbage worth? It's probably worth about well, it's maybe three hundred thousand. It might be a, a little. We might have to you know take a little bit less on it now with what do you owe on it? Slowing down about one eighty. Okay. All right. Uh, I think you're going to sell your house because I think you hate your house. Yeah. But I also think you got to figure out a way to start living your life without drama to drama to debt to debt. Yeah. It's not going because you're always going to have drama around the house, and you're going to have to right. you're going to have to finish you're going to have to finish borrowing money on it, and you're going to have to think differently about the process. But I, I I don't know about your husband, but I do know about his wife. She's tired of this house. She's ready to move. I think my husband is more tired than I am, actually. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> but now you're going to get everything all fixed. I'm gonna, I'm not doing the plumbing. Bozo that did the repair on the uh, foundation's about to issue me a warranty, or I'm about to come after him for doing work that he can't warranty. This is a problem. Okay. This is a problem, and I smell a rat, and it stinks. So could be wrong. Not calling him a crook, just saying sure does look like one. And so uh, that's what I'm doing. And then I'm going to put the house on the market and sell the crap out of it and move. And this time okay. buy something that and, – and listen, and then and then stop this garbage. Stop yes. all this justification and we're stuck and it's the only thing Woe we can do. Us and and we're uh, trapped and all this stuff happens to us. You're going to have to happen to it. Right. And it, it, it's time that you guys get control of this stuff. And if you buy a house in – the DFW area, you're going to have foundation challenges. You're going to have air conditioning. I mean, that just just got to make peace with that if you're going to be a homeowner in some of those areas. Yeah. yeah. Which so, means you can't, like you mentioned, you can't buy a house, you don't have any money. And you also get a good home inspection before you buy the house. Right. Yeah. And um, you should know with a good home inspection if you have more than two years of life left in the HVAC. Yes. Um, you, got a, you got a 12-year-old HVAC? It's, com- it's coming. It, shortly. Get ready. You know, what I mean, I don't, oh, it's, it's working perfect now. Yeah, it, yeah, won't, won't be for long. It's coming at you. I mean, you know, you got a four-year-old HVAC. You, you should get more than two more years out of it. Hello. So, um, I mean, this is you know, it's basic stuff. These things have a life and a lifespan, and the lifespan is only so long. You said it, Dave, um, and it reminds me. Uh, JC, you're going to sell this house. You're going to buy a new house, and if you don't quickly and dramatically deal with the drama in your home with how y'all handle money, how y'all handle each other, how you handle um, YOLO versus we're going to slow down and save up for stuff, you're going to realize in short order you're going to buy a new house and you and your husband went with you. And they are going to show up at that new house. And there's going to be more, we need this, we got to buy this, and we got to have this, and then this is going to break and the whole cycle starts over again. Yeah. Part of me thinks the spiritual exercise would be to sit there for a couple, three months, six months, and make peace with your relationship with your husband, and y'all make peace with decision-making, and then get into something else. You're not going to do that, but, man, there's something about running from mess to mess to mess. You said it, Dave. you got to deal with the drama, or it's just going to follow you. It's going to follow you, follow you, follow you, follow you. This is Thanksgiving. It's probably not a bad idea to sell your house in the spring rather than at Christmas. So, you know, in terms of market market timing or whatever. so it might be it's okay. Yeah, go ahead and bust on the foundation guy, get that certified, and then just sit there, enjoy the new property, get it, get, you know, start, you know, spend a month or two cleaning it up, get ready to sell, start talking about putting it on the market in March, and, and you in, put the, it, put in the, the meantime, market. in the meantime, get your head around 
okay, we're going to control these controllables. These variables coming at us are not going to control us. And uh, when you live from stress to stress to crisis to crisis, debt to debt, um, it's a cycle that you have to intellectually and as an act of your will break that cycle. And it's not easy to do. Um, I was the same way. I mean, uh, we're at our house, Ramsey's, we are built-in drama queens. Oh. I mean, we can add drama to anything. So It's um, one of my spiritual gifts, man. <laughs> so uh, Ian Crone created a... a uh, a tenth Enneagram for me. Just, just for you. Just drama queen. Yeah, dra- drama just queen. Just drama queen. Number 10 on the Enneagram. That's right. And so, yeah, that's it. And, uh, I, you know, so I, I understand what you're doing, but one of the things I had to do is I had to break myself from feeling like these circumstances were controlling me. These things coming at me were controlling me. And there's that sense of power of backing up three steps and go, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we're not using your buddy to fix the plumbing. Mitchell is with us in Salt Lake City. Hi, Mitchell. How are you? How's it going, guys? Thanks so much for having me on. Sure. What's up? So um, my whole life I've been um, pretty financially stable. I would consider myself a frugal person. Um, Recently, my world got turned upside down. Um, My wife and I, we just had triplets. Oh, whoa. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's usually the reaction I get from people. and it's just really just thrown a wrench in what and how I've been planning financially. So um, a few months ago, well, November of last year, we got pregnant. And right around that time, we had bought in our first house. It was actually a duplex. And the numbers were so good on the duplex that we could actually live in one side completely free. The other side was actually paying for the whole mortgage and some. So we were planning on living in the duplex for years, a long time, not having any um, not having to make any payments. We, we have debt, obviously, but we were comfortable with the debt in that house. And then when we found out we were having triplets, um, there's just no way we can fit in there. It's, it's really, it's really small. It's old and we just don't want to raise our family in there. So now currently we are under contract to, to buy our first house. And I'm just freaking out because I'm not, I, I hate debt, and I just feel like I'm making a bad financial decision. But I just wanted to reach out to you guys and see, you know, what, what your thoughts are on, on what I'm doing. Did you sell the duplex? So we haven't sold the duplex um, because now, now we have renters on both sides. I'm currently living with my parents, and they're helping us with the, with the triplets. Sell the duplex. And sell the duplex? Yes. And, even so, and the cash flow on the duplex. So right now we're cash, cash flows if they pay. It, you're, you're right. They yeah, don't always pay. True. You have stress so because you're carrying a bunch of debt that you can't on, on a rental property that you can't afford. And if yeah, it does, if it doesn't work, it's going to go sideways, and you're 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 feeling that in your chest, along with the weight of two, three triplets standing on your chest. <laughs> yeah. So so you're right. There, there, that stress does. I mean, yeah. I'm just stressed all the time now. Yeah, like I understand. No, no matter what the scenario is, yeah. I'm just stressed out. Well, it's because the you're trying to like, keep everything. You're trying to keep the past dream and and stitch it to the future new reality, and they don't fit together. Dump the duplex, move on with your brand new awesome life. But it's a completely different life than your little plan. Every you, you haven't got it through your head yet. Everything is different now. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I know that everything's different. Yeah. Now. So how much is the house payment on the new house going to be? So 
the on the new house the payment would be about thirty one. Thirty one hundred. Thirty one hundred dollars. Nice house. Thirty one hundred thirty one hundred dollars on the new house. And what is and the, the household price. income take home pay? So household income so my wife currently she's not working. She's she's full time mom. And, she had triplets. You know, yeah. Yep. She's for sure working, do. dude. <laughs> oh, I know. She works a lot harder than I do, and I, I let her know that. She's not working um, outside but, the home. Dude, okay, yeah. So, what do you make, dude? So, I'm doing about two to three hundred thousand a year. You're fine. Sell the duplex. Here's what's going on. Okay, you are because I'm you. That's how I can just. I'm, it's easy for me to read this because I'm I'm like a super planner. Uh-huh. I mean, I I know what I'm going to be doing in March right now. Yep. Okay. It's ridiculous how how ridiculously anal I am about this. Stuff. I mean, I just I I love having a plan. I, I when yep. we go on vacation, I know what we're going to be doing the whole time on vacation, or it is not relaxing to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. relaxing to me to not know. Not knowing is stressful for me. Okay. You're yeah. that guy. You're like that, right? I, I I'm the same person. You had this all dialed in, and. The car hit the wall. I mean, it was like NASCAR. Engine up in the stands. Doors flew off. Your plan just disintegrated. Thank goodness yeah. it was for a joyful reason. Yeah, no, they're a blessing. But it sure. completely, you're, it just, you know, you, so now what you've got to do is you've got to regroup, and it's going to take you a little while to sweep the corners out of all the wreckage and now build a new plan with the new situation, and you make a ton of money. You're in a great situation. You got three wonderful babies. You got a wonderful wife wanting to take care of them, and now you got a nice house to stay in instead of that cheap butt duplex you had stuck your wife in, making three hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't even mentioned yet that we also need to buy a van because they don't fit in our cars. So save up and buy a little cheap van, or pay whatever you yeah. save up, whatever you can pay cash for. And then move up a little bit in van later and get a little better one later. That's the other thing is people, these, these, these triplets are teeny tiny little humans. And we feel like, oh, I, I'm bringing home a 12-pound um, human or a 10-pound human or a 6-pound human. They need their own bedroom, their own furniture set, their own <laughs> – they don't. They don't take up much room. They don't. Yet. Right. They will, but they yeah. don't. You've got they, a few years. They need three car seats. They need three you can put car that seats. in a sedan. That's right. You know. Be uncomfortable and annoying and all that, but you can do it. Right? Yep, 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 yep. yep. You're going to be fine, Mitchell. You're just going through. Congratulations. You're, you're in shock. Yeah, you're just going through <laughs> shock. I mean, you're, you're, you're a planner, and your plan got destroyed. Yeah. And until you get your plan rebuilt, you're going to feel the stress, and it's going to take you a little while to get accustomed to the new rhythm of life and put the plan in place and then you're going to be there but i mean it, it's what you say all the time you got to grieve the thing that you, what you thought it was going to be is not going to be so not you got to you got you to grieve that and go i thought this kind of yes i'm I, I can't say out loud babies suck but three of them at one time it's hard it kind of sucks a little <laughs> bit you know and then there's uh, then there's awesome all the awesomeness but there's a little bit of you that goes ah! That's right. You know, and so that's reality, and that's okay. But you're not allowed to say that out loud. I know. I'll, I'll get trashed on Twitter just because I said that. So it's but both I get hands. trashed on Twitter every day. So that's, that's exactly okay. right. It's just hey, part so of let me ask you a mechanics question. Um, let's say he was going to profit a hundred grand from the sale of this duplex. Yep, it appreciate that much. Yep. Would it be best for him to take? Let's. Uh, I'm assuming his house payment is probably about five hundred thousand. It's going to be his mortgage. So would it be better for him to? Put $100,000 down and drop that $3,100 a month to $2,800 a month, 
or to just go ahead and make the loan and then immediately dump a hundred grand on top of it. Because I, yeah, I think he's already got the house. Okay. All no, right. no, no. It's under contract. It's under contract. Yeah. yeah. If you get the duplex sold in time, put it as additional down payment and have a smaller payment. Because that would be because like, yeah. that, that's a. I would throw it all at that. Unless play. you need a little of it to buy a van, but there you go. The rest of it, I mean, let's be debt. He said he was debt free. Yeah. So, what what, are we, what kind of van are we going to buy? Making three hundred grand. I mean, go go get you. I like the idea of collapsing that uh, monthly payment as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I always put everything down on the house I can that's above right. the emergency fund. There you go. And above, in this case, a new van and the second and third baby bed. And so, whatever <laughs> it is you got to buy, right? And so it's it's just it's a thing. But I, Mitchell, you're going through a normal human adjustment to a shock to your system, and that causes stress. Right. And if you didn't feel all of this in the form of stress, you would be psychotic. You need to go see a doctor, right? Yeah. And so, you know, normal humans, when they go through what you have gone through, have a ah moment, you know? That, you know, just so the good news is you're normal. Right. And let's chip chip away at it, right? Because if you're a planner, you've already started thinking, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to have $100,000 a semester for these three. And yeah. so don't go 20 years down the road and start creating catastrophes that you've got to solve today. Just start following the plan, chip away at it, and chip away at it. I mean, it's the, you're normal, Mitchell. That's I mean, right. you're, this is what you're in. You're in this situation, and so you're normal. Thank yes. goodness you're okay. Now you're going to work through the things that are causing you anxiety, limit them, develop a plan, cut loose the old stuff from the old dream. The duplex is gone, and we move forward into the new dream. You don't have time and, to be a landlord. And then everything will calm back down, and you'll get your little planning self together. I know this because I have to do it all the time. <laughs> this is how I live my life, so I'm, I'm right there with you, brother. All right, guys, I hope what you took away from all this is that home ownership should be a blessing, not a curse. And if you're doing things the right way, buying, selling, investing in real estate can become a blessing that will impact your family for generations. That's called a legacy. And you can start building yours right now. Thanks for checking out the first episode in this limited series. And be sure to share this with a friend who needs to hear it. And stay tuned for the next episode where we get into home buying advice you're not going to hear anywhere else.